Good morning, Joanne. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, okay. are you okay? That is what every woman longs to hear, buddy. No, Joanne, I'm sorry. It's just you look terrible. Uh-huh. Well, do, like, do you need uh, to go to the hospital? No, I just had I, I had food poisoning on Jeez. Tuesday. Uh, so. Well, if you want, you know, my mom always used to make me some lemon ginger tea when I had a little icky tummy. Uh, if you want, I could probably rustle something up. Oh, that's so sweet of you. My mom would just leave me a can of Campbell's soup and a People magazine. Stupid stories about stupid celebrities. Yeah, and now it's self-loathing and, uh, what is this? Waves of desire. Okay, okay. It's actually, give me that back. Oh, oh, oh. It's actually, look at this. Isabel never wanted to be the personal assistant to some lurid billionaire. <laughs> but then she met Georgios. Okay. Okay. They all... away on a unexpected journey. Okay. It's of actually kind of sensual longing. Okay. Well, it, they wow. all sound stupid if you read it like that. It's compelling. It's you know his parents own the company and he has to ask uh, Isabel <laughs> right, to be Joe, his like fiance. But I couldn't explain it in in, in fifteen. Yeah, seconds. no, I'm sure you can't. But I mean, you have fifteen seconds. Well, now it's like ten. You should probably get ready to roll. Ah. Okay. Okay. Well, just give me the hey, book no, back. I need something to read while you're on air. Come on, let's go. Give no, me the no book time. back. Three. Evening, cuties. Welcome to Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. I'm your host, Josie Heller. Let's spend the night together. So, when was the last time you craved something? I don't mean a fillet of fish or a second cigarette with your coffee. I mean an ache. Something you can't think about too much because wanting it so bad almost hurts. Something that if it were right in front of you, you'd reach with your arms and your nipples and your eyelashes and the roots of your hair just to touch it. See, that's how I feel about romance. Oh, my lonely hearts, I know. It is trite, but I want it. And I'm not ashamed. I dream big, mushy dreams scattered with rose petals, as rich as any Whitman sampler and as vivid as any carnival. You know, step right up here. Don't be shy. Take that mallet and win me that bear too big to carry, just because you can. And look deep into my eyes and tell me you know we're meant to be together. I want that, my desert stars. And, and I want that for you. I just want to be swept away. Call me a fool if you want, but it seems like now we need romance more than ever. Did they run out of white horses? I refuse to give up the dream, cuties, and neither should you. But you've got to want it. I know it's hard to want something warm and squishy and vulnerable, to let yourself crave, to feel weak with longing, I know. But they wouldn't call it falling in love if it didn't hurt a little. So how about you give me a jingle and we can lick each other's wounds? Who out there needs a little touch of Josie in the night? That number, if you please, is 505-555-KDNM. Frank, who's up first? Ooh, feel nice and romantic tonight. Up first, Eliana calling in from Windmill. Eliana from Windmill, welcome to the show. 
Eliana from Windmill, that's me. <laughs> Woo! Have you ever done something where, you know, at the start, it's just like, oh, I'm going to have a picnic with friends. And at the end, you've hired a circus. Uh, no, no, I not not exactly that. No, but. OK, so my girlfriend and I uh, were about to hit our six month anniversary and I thought I'd do something nice for that. Right. Like not a proposal, not trying to do the whole, you know, like packing the U-Haul thing, being stereotypical <laughs> or whatever. Um, so. <clears throat> Uh, I, I planned a picnic, but then I was like, you know what would be nice with a picnic would be flowers, meats, cheeses, charcuterie. So I went and I got all of that. I saw some balloons, so I got some balloons, and that turned into talking to this guy who turns out to be a clown. And I was like, well, I don't really need a clown, but I would love someone to come and do like like a painting of us, you know, maybe a big, big gesture. He had a friend. I called the friend. The friend was like, sure, I can come do a painting. Um, can you get the park reserved? And I was like, sure, because, you know, when you live in the city limits, the park reservation is only like $150. And I was like, sure, you know what? I got a bonus. I'll reserve the park. It turns out the clown and the guy who's doing the painting also are bringing along a couple more friends. There's going to be horses and a carriage ride. I was going to do a picnic. Yeah, you've got a bit of a snowball situation. I don't, I don't know how to say no. That's, that's what, that would have been my first takeaway, my dear. Eliana, uh, you haven't put down payments and deposits on all these things, have you? I've paid for everything. Oh, Eliana, you must love this lady so much. Uh, I mean, I like her a lot. We've been dating for six months. Right. It sounds like, uh, what you might want to do is... Maybe I post, like, an event on Facebook events, and I just invite anyone to come. And then I also get a petting zoo. And then I just tell my girlfriend we're going can do the picnic another day, and this time just get a basket of cheese. I do think that the separate picnic is a great idea because the two of you should have a little intimate moment. But this now is no longer a romantic gathering. This is now a clown jam in a park that you've reserved. It's a circus. It is. And circuses are meant to be shared. And I think it'll be kind of a flop unless there are people there. And I will announce it by putting the banner on a flying air balloon that takes off after a fireworks display in a park that is full of children and bears and clowns and everything that you would find at a circus, but also in a fairy tale. Godspeed. And then I propose to my girlfriend. Oh, that's a way to do it. You have good ideas. I'd be nothing without you. I'm going to tell everyone that I got all of this from you. Thank you. Have a great night. Just one more day in the life. Frank, who else have we got in the hopper? Well, that might be a tough act to follow. But Leo from Verdon is on the line to try. Leo. Hi, hi. Hi, Josie. Hi. What brings you to the show? What can I do? How can I help? Okay, so, um, uh, this is so weird to say out loud, but I am a writer. And I am actually working on my first novel. It's been really, like, just incredible. I've I've done a lot. Well, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. It's so, uh, it's so, so good to talk to a fellow artist. Thank you. My girlfriend is basically my editor and my agent for this. You know, she, she has a creative writing master, so it's been really helpful. Wow. 
yeah, she's done great. Like, just amazing work so far. And she's gotten me a public reading at our local library branch. And I'm <gasps> really, you know, really, really excited about this. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. Thank you. And it's going to be next month. And I'm, wow, I'm really nervous to just be reading this out, you know, for the first time. Um, so what I instead decided to do, okay. instead of doing a chapter from the book, that I would propose to her. Oh. I love this. I love this, Leo. You listen, listen to me. You've got me squealing like a schoolgirl. This is exactly what I was talking about at the top of the show. This is the kind of romance I'm talking about, people. We need to dream bigger. Oh, Leo, what a beautiful gesture. Um, great. Thanks. It's, um... No, there's something else eating at yeah. you. Else you wouldn't have called me. What is it, Leo? I don't... It's just... She gave me this note the other day, mm. and I just, I've storyboarded this whole thing. Like, I've got, I, I have gone hero's journey, all 12 steps. Like, I know what's going on with this guy. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, I don't know, the denouement's a little off. And I was like, oh, it's a little off? A little bit off on the denouement? Huh? It just, she was, she was just like, yeah, it doesn't seem in character for the character to do this. And I was like, excuse me? Because she's my editor and she's also in charge of what happens. It feels like it's ours a little bit. And mm. I feel really betrayed. All right. How much of this have you told her? Oh, I can't say any of this to her. Are you kidding? She'd freak out. Well, why not? She's giving you notes and notes are a two-way street, buddy. But the thing is also, I, like, she's my person. Like, I, I love her. Now look, maybe this novel is a, a group project between the two of you. You know, she's trying to make it better. What that note she gave was in the spirit of improving it. Then I'm also in my head because she'll, you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. I'm in this real funk with this note, and I'm worried that she's also in the same funk where she's thinking, God, he's such a bad writer, and that if I were to pop the question in front of a bunch of strangers now, that she would think, I don't want to tie myself to this loser. Mm. But if she was with you for your writing, and only your writing, well, then I don't know if you'd have gotten through six years together. She loves you, Leo. Okay. Okay. Maybe she, maybe, just maybe, she feels like she's lost a little bit of you to this project. That's why she's been so eager to help you edit and help you promote yeah. it and, and, and give you these notes. M maybe, and maybe I could, like, crowdsource some ideas from her so so she feels more like she's part of the process and maybe we can maybe even if you don't take these recommendations it's helpful to say hey honey how would you have written it you don't have to take those notes or take that advice oh in fact i think you've actually got a little bit of an escape hatch built right into it because hey maybe you can play along like oh i'm gonna i'm not gonna fix my i'm not gonna fix my ending or my my denouement i'm going to go through with the reading and she might sit there being a little miffed and a little red ass herself and then all of a sudden you flip the script and you propose to her oh my god can you imagine okay okay maybe it'll inspire a new ending that the two of you can come up with together okay well Josie, thank you. Oh, Leo, it's been a pleasure, and good luck. Hey, Joe, it's time to swap our writers for our underwriters. Ad time. Sit right where you are. We'll be back with Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. And we're clear. Hey, Joanne. Hmm? Why don't you like people? I love people. No, <laughs> I mean the magazine. Doesn't that go hand-in-hand hand with this kind of 
literature. How dare you? I don't find those magazines comforting or insightful in the least. And there's not good writing. It's always who's cheating and who's got a new nose and who trashed the Malibu <laughs> condo. It- yeah, I'm sure that it's very different in the world of Georgios with his perfect nose and perfect Malibu dream house that is as immaculate and broad as his rippling torso. Dream bigger, Frank. He actually owns the whole island. Oh, I stand corrected. Anyway, kid, we uh, have our own heartthrobs ready to go. You ready? Sure. Let's not keep them waiting. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Welcome back, cuties, and thanks for holding on. We're going to come back to the lines and see what else you've got to say about your little heart's desires. I'm here to listen. You're here to talk. Frank, who have we got on the line? Up next, we have Layla calling in from Red River. Layla from Red River, welcome to the show. Um, hi. I, um, so, uh, I've never done something like this before. Um, uh, I'm a simple girl, um, but I've, I've been dating, uh, my, uh, should I use? Dudley. Let's call him Dudley. My, uh, Dudley, we've been together for about a year. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of the most emotionally healthy relationships I've ever had in my life. That's great. Um. But um, the problem is, is that he's he's pretty cheap. Um, oh. I hate to say that word about him because I love him so much, but we yeah. I want to get married to him. That's my dilemma. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we talked about getting married, and in his scenario, we were having a staycation. I, I'm not the kind of girl that needs, you know, luxury. But every once in a while, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I get it. Something that shows that, you know, he still cares. He's still, I don't a t- know. A token of his affection. Yes. Right, right. Is is your Dudley frugal f- out of necessity? Where's his, com- what's his come from? I, I believe, I believe it comes from him growing up with not, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he's um, trying to hold on to it, but he, we make decent money. So, is the wedding set in stone you're trying to figure out? Well, that's the thing. Oh. He hasn't really technically proposed. I mean, he doesn't have enough for a ring. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be that girl, but... I totally understand. There's such a... There's such a, a mess of judgment around these sort of things where, you know, we're we're supposed to want a ring, but we have to be grateful for whatever ring that we get. And we can't brag about the ring, but everyone's looking at the ring. And Yeah, it, it, I've, I've talked to my mother about it. I've talked to my friends. What are they, my well, what do they well, what do they say? Well, my mother likes him. You know, I, she called me selfish. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I. I, I what you are asking your Dudley is not for a little extra money here or there. It's just a demonstration of his love in a tactile way. You were just looking for empirical evidence that this romance that you feel is true. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. So it is not selfish to say, I just want a little bit of proof. I want to feel as special as I think y- you think I am. And if it's there, 
what's stopping him? What's stopping him from from taking you up, you know, taking you to to Tucson for the weekend or or heading down to the coast or something, you know? Right when you you mentioned going to Tucson, in my mind, I was already thinking of the ways he would shut shut it down. Mm. So the other night, um, we went to a restaurant. Well, so we went to Burger King and... He specifically, when he ordered it, said he didn't want the um, cheese on it. So when we got it, it had cheese on it, and then he found out he got charged for it. So he made a big thing about it, which I I get it. I understand. But then he wanted to be comped for the the, the whole experience. And I was like, okay, Dudley, that's a bit much. And and he, he got loud. The manager came. I ended up having to go wait in the car. Mm. If we were in a financial bind, it would rest all on me because he would try to find a way to scrimp on it. Like if we had a house together, you know, would he would he pay for good repairmen? I mean, you two need to have a discussion, I think. I think you two need to have a real hard talk and figure out if this is the future that you want. I want to I want to put that in your mind. and, And I hope that you and Dudley can talk about it and you can. Be pretty firm with him and say, you know, look, I, I, I'm crazy about you, Dudley, and, and I'd like to, to keep this going, but you've got to stand up for yourself. You're worth so much. You are feeling that you deserve something that you're not getting. And you can't walk into a marriage feeling that way, because it'll only get worse. Well, thank you so much, Josie. I, I appreciate this. Of course. You know, this is what I'm here for. And please, you know, give us a call back. Let me know how it goes. Definitely. You have a great day. You too, babe. All right, Josie, coming up next, we have Aiden calling in from Kista. Aiden, welcome to the show. Hi, Josie. Uh, Big, big time, big time fan. Big time fan. Oh, it's so nice to hear that. What can I help you with? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic, too. You know, I'm a, my love language is giving gifts, you know, and uh, my, my wife, Teresa, she's, um, you know, she's, she's pretty cool. I, I'm moving all over uh, Kesta every day, you know, with, with my work and, uh, you know, I see things out in the world and, you know, they make me think of her and, uh, you know, I'm, I pick them up, you know, and I bring them home and, and I try to make it romantic when I'm bringing her gifts and stuff and, you know, and, uh, she's, she's kind of, uh, you know, I think she might be becoming a minimalist, you know? So it's, Ah. I just sort of, you know, I, I bring something home and, uh, present it to her, you know, like a bouquet of roses or, or, Mm. you know, like, uh, you know, like a new TV or, you know, or like uh, a box of slinkies, you know, that I found Uh, and, uh, you know, the playful stuff, the playful stuff, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes she's just like, why did you bring this home? Why did you bring this home? What do we, what do you, what do you want me to do with this? And I'm like, listen, Teresa, I love you. This is me saying I love you, yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, so recently, uh, I, I brought something home and I didn't have time to wash it first. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I gave it to her and, uh, it was this, it, it was this beautiful, beautiful teddy bear, right. That I, that uh-huh. I, uh, you know, that I saw when I was out and, yeah. um, you know, she flipped, she, she lost it, you know, uh, she was cooking dinner and I handed it to her and she was like, Oh my God, now I got to wash my hands, 
you know, uh, what am I, what am I supposed to, why do you keep bringing these things home? And I, you know, I tell her it's cause I love you, you know, and mm. I want you to have these beautiful things that make me think of you. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I think she's just tired of me finding stuff while I'm out at work. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you for a hot second there, Aiden. What, what's your job? Oh, I, I work, uh, I work on the sanitation team in Casta. I had a feeling you would say something like that. What I hear is how much you love Teresa, and that comes shining straight through. I love it. Now, there is something about secondhand gifts that maybe might not feel so special. If you've got this dirty teddy bear you found, it was someone else's teddy bear, am I right? Well, I mean, you know, yeah. Well, if I were given a gift and... The expectation is that I would then okay. have to clean that gift. Well, then it's not much of a gift, Aiden. You said a, a minimalist. Is space an issue in the home? No, we got tons of space. I mean, we got we got two kids, all right? Two kids in a four-bedroom house in Casta. 1,500 square feet and a shed in the backyard. No, space is not an issue. She's She just keeps getting rid of stuff, and she keeps scolding me for bringing stuff in. You know, we got some piles here and there, but we're going to sort them, sort through them. That stuff is valuable. You know, I, I found this, I found this, um, what are they called? Uh, the teeny babies? The mm-hmm. the, bitty, the bitty babies. Those uh, little, yes. you know what I'm talking about. It was like a little one with like a rainbow hat on it. You know, and I found <laughs> it, and I brought it to her because I thought it was sweet, because I know she likes seeing rainbows. If I see it, and it makes me think of her... I want a shower. I want a shower. I love that. How does Teresa let you know that she's thinking about you? Wow, she's she's an amazing cook. So she brings you something, and by the end of the night, it's gone. You bring her something, and it stays in the house. Right. Now, what if... Now here's just a pitch for you. What if every time you saw something that made you think of your wife, you snapped a little photo of it, and you go and you say, these are all the moments I thought of you today, and I just, maybe I'm the first person to say this. You can't solve every problem with garbage. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it like that. Thank you. I'm, God, I'm so glad I called. (laughs) I'm so glad you called. I I, I love it. So uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. You too, Josie. Thank you. You have a great night. All right, you too. Bye. Wow, he was really down in the dumps before he talked to you. Coming up next, we have Amelia calling in from Lumberton. Amelia, welcome to the show. Hi, Josie. Hi. Now, Amelia, tell me, what what can I do to help? Okay, well, I potentially got myself in a pickle, but on the other hand, I might also be getting myself out of all of my student debt if I accept the pickle. Oh, that was the (laughs) wrong way to say that. (laughs) Uh, So a couple of years ago, I I started posting more frequently on Instagram and TikTok and all of that. Um, A couple Mm -hmm. of my videos went viral and I've got a little bit of a following for myself. I I just graduated from college and I got a degree in literature. Thank you. For now, I, I pretty much work as a assistant to an assistant. It's it's not a lot of money and I, I'm really worried about mm-hmm. paying back all of my debt. And I got a message 
about two weeks ago, uh, this guy talking about how much money he has, and basically he's looking for a companion sometimes, and I get quite a few of those. Kind of out of curiosity, I looked him up. He is very wealthy. Um, You would actually recognize his name if I were to bring him up. So I kind of reached back out, and I was like, what kind of thing are you looking for? Can you prove it's actually you? He was able to prove it was actually him. And to make a long story short, um, he has this private island and he likes to invite young women to come and just hang out for a bit. Um, I'm sure you can hear the undertones to hanging out. The amount of money he's offered me is tempting. Wow. My goodness. Uh, uh, wow, Amelia, this is the dream. Amelia. Is it the dream? Because <laughs> I, mean, I am not a prostitute. No, no. And I was not about to suggest. I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, it wouldn't be like sex for money. It would be like, like friendship with benefits for money. Right. Now. And he offered, you know, he said he'd give me, I could have the full round-trip flight ahead of time, so I would be safe to leave. I would have a friend who knew where I was the entire time. Let's just say everything is safe. So then what's the hang-up? Is it- I just, I don't know if I'm that kind of person, and then I feel icky for judging that kind ah, of person. See, I would reckon that most people might judge that kind of person until they live the life of that kind of person. Something tells me judgment would roll right off of me like water off a duck's back if I were sitting on a private island paying off my student loans with a handsome billionaire. (laughs) And you'd be laughing all the way to the bank at those haters. And I'd be able to not just pay off my debt, but live off of that money for a little bit while I'm getting my career started. And that's the thing is, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind here is that you are a career woman. You're somebody who has drive and ambition. And right. Well, and a couple of my friends even sold their eggs for money to pay off their, their college tuition. Like, women use their bodies How to is that get any ahead. different? That's a very... Talk about an invasive process. <laughs> well, so I get the round-trip ticket. Um, it takes me to a city from where I would catch a private yacht that would bring me out to the island. To make sure you can't run away. (laughs) So I wouldn't really be able, I mean, it is an island. I wouldn't be able to leave the island without some help. Um, And it's pretty remote, so there isn't any, like, cell phone signals so that he can stay private, Mm. you know, private island. Um, So, like, I wouldn't really be able to leave without his assistance. Um, but honestly, I mean, his assistance is a yacht, like a, yeah. like a, a nesting doll yacht. A nesting doll yacht. I've only heard of those. Right? Yeah. And then when we're there, I would have a lot of free time. Um, my only requirements would basically be to look dressed up and attractive and have pleasant conversation. Um, right. I had a lot of the same interests as me. And then, you know, he did ask me, you know, how fast I am, which I'm not really sure what that means. Um, oh. I, I'm not a very fast runner, so I was confused about that one. Oh, you just um, switch it up and you tell him you're all about endurance. You're all about those marathon sessions. <laughs> all about endurance. <laughs> Who knows? You might 
develop feelings. He may realize that it's much more special and, and he has to actually put aside these thoughts of these other women because he realizes that there's something so so perfect about you. Have, you. have you considered that? Yeah, and other women. I mean, I think there's going to be like three of us at a time. Oh, well, just make sure. Don't be the one starting fights, okay? No, he called them the harem. Oh, oh. well, that... Isn't that cute? Oh, it is a literary term, uh, but I don't think that's quite how he meant it. It just makes me think of, like, <laughs> silk and bright colors and things like that. Oh, a big canopy bed and so many yes. pillows. Yes, oh. exactly. Uh, here's, oh, here's, here's, a, here's a thought. You said that he has done this before, that this is a, th- mm-hmm. a, a... Well, I don't think you are impertinent to say, can I have a reference? Can I talk to any of the other young ladies? This is a very common practice. But getting a reference from someone who's who's been through it, who can say, yeah, here's how he acts. And this is the money I got. And this is uh, legit. Would that be something you think you'd be open to? I, I can ask for that. Good, good. That's a good idea. He should be rehab. Yeah. He should be, should be uh, look, uh, I yeah. think you sound like a girl with her head on straight, and I think you know how to be safe. Make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's, baby girl, okay? Maybe I'll get a satellite phone. <laughs> yes, to be a butterfly on that wall. My God. Uh, Amelia, are you, are you going to do this? Are you going to take the plunge? I think I am. <gasps> oh. This sounds like the first call of the rest of your life. All right, cuties, we have had one heck of an adventure tonight. I hope that I have rekindled your belief in love and that romantic gesture that just changes the course of your whole life. I hope we all get a little cozier tonight, and I cannot wait to... Talk to you all next week. Now keep those hot little hands off that dial because coming right up after the show is Frank. Well, uh, it's um, it is the song of the bees. Song of the bees. Did you know that when a royal person dies, you have to go to the royal apiary and the beehives on the estate and actually tell the bees that their mistress is dead. This is a folk tradition spanning centuries, and for the next hour and a half, we'll be playing modern rearrangements of ancient folk recordings, which are meant to be eulogies designed for bees. Join us for the beautiful showpiece that is Song of the Bees, right here on KDNM. And that is another beautiful, beautiful show, Joanne. I thought so, too. Now, I'd like you to admit that maybe these books came in handy this week. All right, you got me. Georgios saves the day yet again. Unless, of course, they find Amelia in one of those tuna nets. Oof, harem. Well, look, if she just gets a reference, then hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> Look, I'm not denying that they're fun, but you have to admit they're pretty silly, you know, as books go. Well, yeah, but what's the matter with that? Just because it's silly doesn't mean it's not worth fantasizing over. You mean that some rich Adonis can swoop in and solve all your problems with piles of money and good hair and private 
photography lessons? <laughs> no, that two people can meet and fall in love and be happy together. Oh. Well, you say it like that. But any- anyway, I got a jet, so can I, can oh, I get my book yeah, out, please? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, just, um... Can I get it back to you next week? She just got to the Hotel Giorgio's. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't fold the pages, though. Don't dog it. Use a bookmark. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Toodles! <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, uh, Josie's Lonely Hearts Club was created by Maximilian Clark and Rachel Music. Our callers this week included the talents of Jacob Alden Roa, Tiffany Cornwell, Elke Reed, and Patrick Harvey. Oh, Hotel Georgios. Uh, this episode was edited by Eliza Brugger. Josie's Lonely Hearts Club is brought to you by the Good Story Guild. Keep track of us on Instagram at Good Story Guild and at our Discord in our show notes. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review on your pod app of choice. I got some running to do, so good night, cuties. <laughs>